Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Are you serious? Hello. There are plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. My name is Marcos Bronzi. Today I am joined by... Producer Bill. How you doing, Billy boy? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, man. Good stuff, good stuff. We're testing out some new software today. I think we're going to talk about it more in future episodes, but so far, Bill, in the least cryptic way possible, how's it working so far? Judging by the set by looking at it, it looks pretty good, to be honest. I'm not uh, I'm not disappointed. It does look very good, very easy to use, pretty simple. Yeah. Decent stuff, man. We're in a beta right now. I'm looking at the beta. It's looking good. It's giving me all this data in the beta. A man's not a hater. Da, 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 da. Anyway, right. So uh, this is a podcast where we like to talk about tech and gadgets. And we also like to talk about how that is affecting the world that we're in. So it's not so much how many megapixels. This shows about how much fun is it to use? Or shall I say, if we're going to use that megapixels analogy, how good's the picture, man? Does it look good if I take a picture in the dark? Does the flash work? Does it take a sick selfie that I can throw up in the gram and get a million likes on? Get me, Bill. 100%. Definitely. And one of the first parts of the show here at How to Kill Now, we like to talk about a brand new product that we've been trying out. One that I have been having a go on and at recently is the Facebook portal, or should we say the portal from Facebook. Um, The portal from Facebook, Bill, am I right in saying it is a device that is from Facebook, but they're kind of edging out of the regular realms of social media that we're used to them being in and more into day-to-day conversations? And communications uh yeah they've been bringing like hardware things up i mean they've got they got um whatsapp under their arm now they've got their own facebook messenger so i think they're trying to connect people more uh rather than just uh this the social media platform that they got Yes, rightly so, rightly so. And actually, before we get on, we've got an awesome guest on today's show. I can't believe I've not said that. So after we talk about this great product, we've actually got a really cool freaking guest, this cinematic musical genius to say the least, coming up. But yeah, anyway, back to the pool. Um, So yeah, Facebook are definitely trying a new thing. They want to get in to our lives even more than Instagram and Facebook (laughs) and WhatsApp. And they've started creating hardware and the portal is a piece of hardware. Now there's different flavors of portal. There's one which is a uh, 15.6 display, which is called the Portal Plus inch display there's a 10 inch display which is called the portal there's a eight inch display called the portal mini we tried the portal tv which is a device which connects to your television it looks like well if i'm honest it looks like a large webcam so imagine a small webcam that you'd see sitting on top of a computer this is about twice the size of it in terms of length we're looking at about five or six inches and it plops itself on top of your tv has its own power supply uh which one of the things 
Sid Jarmi a little bit. I'm just, this is across the board of Vortec. It doesn't use a USB or a USB-C. It used a, like its own separate power supply, which is a bit like, but it's cool. Uh, it uses its own power supply and it connects to your Wi-Fi and via HDMI lead, it connects to your television. When it's all hooked up, it does a number of things. The first thing it does is you can make calls on WhatsApp, something that you can do already, video calls. Uh, but this means that you can do it from your couch and it's got a slightly higher quality camera on it which means that when you're chilling there, Bill, like, you know, um, when we're setting up for like video calls and stuff like that here at How to Kill an Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes like your cam might just be like in the wrong direction or you've got to move it around, fiddle it around. You get it all perfect and then you lean back on your seat and you're all comfortable and then you realize your camera's out of frame. Well, this has kind of got a clever kind of punching uh, sequence where it tracks your face and can follow you around the room. Uh, and obviously the microphone in it is designed to do the best at picking up your voice at distance. So you can chill on your couch and make a WhatsApp call to one of your mates, which is a nice little touch. I can't believe I can't, I can't say I, I mind it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty smart as well. Um, it's got a light on it to show when it's on and when it's off, the light is not on. It's also got a little flap, which you can push across it physically. So the camera is covered up so that you cannot definitely no one can hack into it and check out stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Good. Sounds makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Especially get, it's got a good way of like people might be a little bit concerned about privacy. So that's the, the flap is a good addition. Privacy is a super important thing at the moment. Like, um, I think the more we're connected, the more routes there are for you to lose your privacy. So that's super, super important with this. Um, as also, as well as being able to make calls on WhatsApp and obviously Facebook Messenger, which are cousins to say the least. Um, you can also use AR masks to have a little bit of fun. That's fun. Um, You've also got Alexa built in so you can ask it to do loads as well as like your voice control to like, you know, play a tune or whatever. Uh, you can also ask it to look at your smart home devices. So say who's at the front door, uh, who's at the who's in the garden, um, as well as asking it to like play your own music, read you the news and other hands free things as well. So that's a nice little touch, too, I guess. Um each of the other devices as well, to go back to security build, they do have their own little manual switches to kind of make sure that they're not filming you at the right time. But the one I was on had an actual uh, flap that went over the camera, which was pretty cool. Um, it also connects to Spotify, I believe. I connected to my Spotify, played a few tunes, which is pretty cool because at the moment, Spotify is my music provider. Actually, I've got Tidal as well, but Spotify lean into more. You can play a few games like Words with Friends. Uh, and it's got new games that it's developing with it as well. And that's the portal, man. It's not a, something that I have to bang on about for ages. It's a simple device to kind of push Facebook into that into your house, really. Any questions, Bill? I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good thing to add now, add to your arsenal now with the uh, social distancing and whatever. You can instead of holding your arm up and just your arm getting a little bit sore and that after holding up talking to someone for ages, you can just plonk it down and you can relax and chat to someone. I guess so. That is nice. That is nice. I guess it's cool. I mean, it's good. It's a good product. I feel like this is a. a their Facebook are testing the water and this is a beta version. I feel like they're going to get better because at the moment, Bill, with no disrespect to them, like I feel like if I wanted to video call you, I'd probably just video call you on WhatsApp on my phone. If I wanted to check my uh, front door cameras, if I had like, you know, ring set up or whatever, probably could also check that with my phone. Um, if I wanted to do 
I don't know, a better quality video call. I don't know, mate. But the thing is, I think it's a good product. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what Facebook's end goal with this is. If you know what I mean, but like, there's nothing that you can do on the portal that you can't do on your phone, really, apart from it following you around the room. So I'm not sure whether Facebook are just testing the water to see how this goes down or whether there's a bigger plan in action or whether there's another product. I feel like there's something that, something that I want out of it. And I don't know what that is yet. If you know what I mean? It's not an unpleasant product. It's It's not stress. It's just, I feel like there's, I don't feel like with, like with other devices, I put them on or I've used them or I've worked with them and I've been like, damn, I didn't realize life could be so easy. But with this, I don't feel like it solved a problem that I didn't know I had. That's what I feel about it. So I'm curious yeah. to see. I mean, okay. once it integrates stuff like, if it was to now integrate as well as Spotify, could integrate your Netflix, could integrate Prime. Now it can start positioning itself as a product where it can say, look, I'm your smart device for everything. If it, and i got a camera as well. Boom. That could do it for me. So maybe if they could unlock streaming or add that in, then I'd feel like, right, okay, now it's something where if I just had a TV at my house, maybe this could replace my console. Maybe this could, re- well, not replace my console, but this could replace my sh- other streaming device. Do you know what I mean? Like your, um, you know, like your Google devices. And your, and your I mean, other a pretty cool like thing well. would be to, uh, uh, sorry, I mean, a pretty cool thing would be to just have an idea. You could probably watch a movie on Netflix. I know they're like licensing deals and what have you, but this, this is a pretty cool just thinking about it. Um, a pretty cool thing, you could watch a movie on Netflix, call your friend, and then you could both watch it together like a watch party. Right. Like that watch party uh, website that they have, 100%, stuff like that. Or if I could live stream with it. Do you know what I mean? Simple stuff like yeah. that. It could become a real formidable device. Imagine that, like, you just have to plug. You Imagine you could plug your console into it. And now you've got a live streaming device that will stream to Facebook and you can also switch it off and then watch Netflix on it, something like that as well. I feel like there's, yeah. I feel like it's almost there. Like, but it would be great for someone like, you know, the rents or an older person, they could just be easy for you to call. I suppose if your nan's at home and she's watching the TV, you could always just drop her a call on the portal and talk to her. It's pretty easy to use. It does come with a remote as well, which I should have said, which you can use to uh, control it as well. So yeah, maybe. I mean, look, it's not a bad product. I'm not knocking it and saying it's whack. It's just I feel like I'm not sure where it would position itself in society today. Maybe they could add some extra bits to it that could do some more. So that's my killer bit. What have you been doing to kill a bit this week, Bill? Nice. Uh, I completed Tony Hawk's. Uh, I completed that. Um, I'm hoping they, they can fix the online... Because um, yeah. the online, I can't play with friends at the moment. It's not. It's not signing uh, me in. I think there's something wrong with it. They'll have to do a patch. How and, hard was uh, it to complete? Mainly, Tony mainly been it. Sorry. How hard was it to complete? Uh, it wasn't. wasn't Wasn't too hard. It's, there's like, there was a couple of difficult bits in it that I need a little bit of help from YouTube with. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but other than that, other than that, it was pretty pretty simple. Just I just hope they bring out the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three as DLC. Okay, that would right. be pretty cool. Asking for a whole new game as DLC. Look, stranger things have happened out here, Bill. Get me. Also, I know you've done some cracking uh, content. Ten ways to make sure you get that dub in full, guys. So yeah, I look forward to seeing that video out on the tube of the U as well. Yeah, that's that, that's coming. So that, that was pretty cool um, to to create. That was that was good. A lot, a lot of fun. So that that be on the YouTube and the Facebook and the Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That be online for yeah, you man. guys to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Anyway, we better get on to our guest now because we in, in exactly three minutes time, 
13 minutes time, shall I say, we've got to get our guest on the show because we've been given a, a really specific time to get online and be ready for. We have to be online at 14 minutes past the hour of six. I've never had such a specific interview time set, but hey, listen, there's 60 minutes in an hour. You can choose the minute that you want us to jump online when we're talking to a man like Ludwig Goransson, yeah? Um, you have definitely heard his work if you've been to the cinema over the last few years. This gentleman has not only composed music for the community TV show, the Creed films, Atlanta, Tenet, yeah? Black Panther, Venom. This gentleman has created some of the sweetest music that I've heard from Childish Gambino, Redbone. You know that tune? Yeah, 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 yeah. This man is the producer, Ludwig Garanson, we're about to connect to and have a talk to, among other things, obviously, the music that he's created in Tenet, his musical career in general, and also the first thing I want to ask him is, yo, Ludwig, How's lockdown treating you, man? What you been up to? Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's going well. Um, I have a one-year-old at the house, and uh, so he's keeping me busy. And um, I've, also was, I've also been fortunate enough to, to be busy with, with these projects. You know, Tenet, we finished Tenet. Uh, I finished. I just finished Mandalorian season two, so I'm I'm off to take some some time now with with my son. But unfortunately, we can't travel around. We were trying. We were planning to go to to Sweden, but we have to. We're gonna stay home for a little bit. Yeah, I, fr- I mean that's understandable, man. But you know what? It is a nice thing to spend some extra time with the family. I guess that's a blessing in disguise, isn't it? And like you said, you've been busy anyway, so you deserve some time with the family. <laughs> I I deserve. I yeah. I I can't wait to spend more time with my son. Definitely, definitely. Right. Well, let's let's jump straight into it, man. Tenet. Man, can I just say I'm so glad that I was forced to see that in the cinema. Because (laughs) over the last few months, you know, there have been some releases that that have come out, you know, on streaming services in various different ways. But with Tenet, I found like the the vibe was basically you were going to watch this in the environment that you were designed to watch it. And how did you feel knowing that it was going to a hundred percent be a cinema experience when it came out? Well, I was, you know, 
I've been a fan of Nolan's film since you know since I was uh, I mean since I saw Batman Begins I think which cool. was I was I don't know I was about 18 19 and I saw it in a theater yeah. and to me it's like it's like one of the most one of the one of the best experiences you like you have in today's pop culture um yeah and just the way that he uses sound audio and visual in his films is is groundbreaking and it really is when you hear it in the format it's made for in the theater, it really feels like almost like you're going to an amusement park. You have you, you feel like you're in for an adventure. It's an event, it's an experience, and and it's you know, there's only a few you, you only get a few chances like that in, in, in your life per per year. And, you know, I I I'm I thought it was I'm 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 happy you I'm happy you got to see it in the theater. Yeah, man, got to see it, got to hear it, and got to feel it as well. Because you know, yeah. you you design the sound so that it's something that really uses the full frequency of speakers. And I think for me personally, a cinema experience for me is is seeing it big and also feeling that sound as well. Um, yeah. Be honest with us though, Ludwig. When when you first kind of had the call and the conversation about working on a Nolan film. How did you feel? Because like you said, he's you he uses sound in a very interesting way. He's been known to. So how was that when you kind of had that feeling that, you know, or you had the conversation about potentially working together? I was extremely excited. Yeah. I mean, I have to say I was extremely excited. You know, like I said, like when I saw Batman Begins in the theater and I heard what he and, and Zimmer done together for that movie. It was oh, groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they changed the, the they changed cinema. Yeah. And to be able to to get a, a look into inside that man's mind and, and, and brain, it was fascinating. You know, he's he's he he is as fascinating brilliant as, as you would expect him to be. And and he's just he's so interested in every single detail in what's going on. Like from the clothing to the set design to my music and you know from the from the first note to the very last note that I write he's really he's really a part of everything in in, in a great respectful way and he the way why how we were able to do what we did is that I, he had me got he got me started incredibly early in the process i was starting to write music and starting on demos months before they start shooting the film so when he took off the shoot in Tallinn he had you know 10 CDs of my music in his portable CD player. Wow, okay, because I was going to ask you about the production process and how that how it's different for film. So you had a was it like a conversation around the premise of this of, of the film or did you get to read some scripts before you started these these you know these processes? Yeah, I um I read the script. Before that, the first meeting we had was just me and him in a studio. Yeah. Uh, playing music to each other, we were just kind of we we were just bonding. He played music from his like kind of like the soundtrack to his life, and I was playing the soundtrack to my life. And we were just it was like about six hours just talking about music. Cool. cool. And by the end of that meeting, he was like, "Hey, do you want to come in tomorrow and read the script for my new project?" Uh, yeah. So I went in the day after. I read the script, uh, and we had a conversation. I had all these kinds of ideas of of production and he I, I i was kind of struck immediately struck by how interested he was in these kind of obscure production music production ideas but he really wanted to pick them apart and and just the way that he was caught up with my my uh 
music producing ideas was was really interested interesting to me nice nice uh, and then yeah and then and then he asked me to come back next week with some demos and i start so i started to write music and i wrote about 10 music a week 10 minutes of music every two weeks and then i came to his studio and i played them for him and we sat there together listening to it over and over again and he was dissecting it like talking about the sounds that he likes talking about oh this is a melody i think it really worked for this character or this chord progression is really interesting can we develop that further and so every two weeks i came on and we started building out the sound world like that we started building out a, a whole fresh sound world from from nothing so would you say it's quite possible that maybe the sounds that he heard and the ideas you you conversed about had a direct relation to maybe how some of the visuals in the film worked? Because if he's sitting down and he's having these conversations with you before they've even flicked a camera on, that's quite a possibility, isn't it? That you, you know, you helped to influence the story in the film. Absolutely. And it's it's interesting that you bring that up because he's he called me from I think he was in Tallinn and he was like, I'm shooting this, uh, <laughs> I'm, sh I'm shooting the opening, the prologue of the movie right now. And I'm listening to this, I'm listening to this song that you, the, to this demo that you made. And I have an idea if we, if we put a lot more distortion on these synths, like if we can get the energy even to pop out even further. So he already had this, like he had this demos in his mind when he was <laughs> creating some of the sh shoots. It was incredible. That's insane. That's really cool. Just to wheel it back a bit quickly, Ludwig, you know, when you were talking about how you kind of played the soundtrack to each other's lives, I'm curious, can you remember any of the tracks that Christopher pulled out? Uh, uh, yeah, I can. He played me a lot of, to me, obscure film music and um, not obscure, but film music I hadn't heard. Uh, but there was, it was actually a really interesting composition he played uh on his computer it was a video of a, a guitar concerto i think it was a brazilian composer that wrote a concerto for an, a guitar orchestra it was about i think his name is branco or something it, it was about 70 guitarists in a concert auditorium playing a symphony together on electric guitars <laughs> <laughs> i must have sounded insane it was insane i never heard anything like it crazy do you, do you remember one of the tracks that you played for him as well uh yeah i played him um oh uh i mean i i i think i definitely i definitely played him some some i gave him the the latest tame impala album really currents yeah Okay, cool. Oh, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. I feel like music's a really good way to get to know somebody. Like, I feel like it really help, helps to open up a relationship because if you vibe together to the yeah. same music, it's yeah. it's a level of um. I don't know how would I put it. It's, it's you have a level of synchronicity over yeah. over a Abs track that you throw down. Absolutely, and it's it. Looking back at it, it's through music that I've had most of my relationships in my life. It's through music I have emotional bonds with with my closest friends 100 percent. i mean i think it's fair to say everybody has a track from their childhood that really stands out to them you have a track from when you're like a teen that stands out to you know when you're out with some friends and have a great time for me personally i have yeah. like a, tracks that remind me of separate summers you know so yeah music is super important to me um did you get to head over yeah. to Tallinn when they were shooting at all to estonia i head out to uh to the to the 
Eagle, uh, Mount Eagle, or sorry, the, the the final battle of the movie. It takes place in in. We, they actually shot that in California. Okay, all right, all right. So you went over to California for that shoot. That shoot was a big shoot, though, right? That looked insane. Oh, it's the biggest production I've ever been to. It's, and we had just like a month before that, we had just my wife Serena and I had just delivered our first baby. Uh, <laughs> so we we were like brought out from the hospital and drove out to the desert, and, and like a couple of weeks later, and uh, just are thrown into this massive scene. We, we drive into set and we have like 10 huge helicopters above us. There's thousands <laughs> extras in military gear, yeah. like go walk running backwards. Uh, and there's Robert Pattinson in a military vehicle, just driving straight up the cliff <laughs> where we're standing. And it's like, what is this? What is this world? <laughs> I mean, look, it's, I mean, when you're watching it, it's insane. So I can only imagine because obviously without spoiling the story of the film, there is some massive set pieces. And what you just described is just this crazy war that's happening within the tenant world where they're using all of the forces available to them and that wow that must have been an experience man and and obviously you know you get to be part of the process you got to see it and then when you finally got to sit down and, and watch the the film itself i mean how was it seeing all of those come together uh you know it was <laughs> that that experience was it was nothing i experienced before it was completely a different experience it's it's when i got to see the film for the first time you know i had already written music but when i get to see the footage that that chris and hoyt shot and and seeing the acting and how many layers there are to it and these images where you 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 really make the audience feel like they're inverted you know the whole yeah. experience yeah. is through the protagonist's eyes and through his mind and you know what was so unique about this movie is that as an audience member you really feel like you're you're experiencing it from from the protagonist's point of view and you really feel like at point of the movie that you're inverted yourself 100% i feel like when the protagonist uh experiences inversion in the film the sound followed that with me was that important for you to kind of try and portray this interesting experience of i mean reverse is the wrong way of putting it it's inversion isn't it how did you kind of explain that to us with sound because I, f I felt that change in the cinema yeah it's it's that's exactly you're exactly right and you know there's the there's this there's a very special scene in the movie where where you see the protagonist going out uh, inverted for the first time and he steps out and he's about he's stepping into a puddle of water and you see you see it in reverse you see the water come up to his shoe and I think the way you see it, yeah, yeah, that's that's the way I wanted the music to sound like. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent know what you're talking about. Yeah, and to be able to do that, I had to. I mean, I had to erase as much as I could the typical ways I usually record music. Um, I wanted, I, I had to, I, I wanted to reverse the entropy of an instrument and experiment with timing signatures to enhance, enhance the feeling of inversions, and. I, I I mean I tried some completely new methods in how to make things sound reverse. Um, I rec for example I recorded three percussion players. <clears throat> I had to play I had them play the main rhythm of the theme. I recorded them and then reversed the recording on my computer and played it for the musicians and asked them to emulate the recording. Um, and 
it, that's extremely challenging, but if you have incredible musicians, they can get pretty close. So I recorded them and then I reversed it again. Um, so there's, <laughs> the, the result of that is, is, is as, the, it's, as, you, as close you can get with the player sounding like they actually play in reverse. And, and I did that method with the orchestra as well. Like I, it's, it's not just playing phrases forwards and backwards. It's actually breaking down and reconfiguring the DNA of each musical phrase to exaggerate the way being inverted might feel. So, for instance, <clears throat> when the orchestra is playing the protagonist theme, we used an extreme approach to vibrato, which the violinist didn't like too much. Um, can you say why that is? Did... I'm, I don't think I can remember from my grade one violin lessons what vibrato is. So, can you explain that for me in the audience, please? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a when they attack a note, right. um, you, you know, you, you have a natural way of playing, like you're playing a note like, bah, but I want it to be, it to be extreme because if you, if you play it, if you, if you play it in a more extreme way, it, sorry for my uh, voice during that, but if you play it in a more extreme way with an extreme vibrato and then reverse it, it's going to be a completely different experience. So in addition to the inversion that, when we reversed that sound, um, it was very, it was so effective at echoing the way it feels for, for example, during that, I don't know if you remember that really memorable overhead shot when you see the inverted waves crashing at the bow of the ship. Yeah, man, that's trippy. That's a trippy shot as well. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's when, that's when I have the, the I had the orchestra play the protagonist theme. Mm. I wrote the melody backwards. I recorded it and then I reversed the recording again. Wow. So you re so you one really actually did invert the music and you also had like really pushed these professionals to play in, in ways that they hadn't before to get these sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and we had time, we, we had the time to do that. You know, we, we started out early in the process. We started out writing music early and we started experimenting and, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's interesting because as an audience member, when you go see a movie, you're already expecting what to hear. You're yeah. already, when you take a seat, you're already expecting, okay, well, I'm expecting a, a cinematic, you know, you're expecting a cinematic sound combined, an orchestra sound combined with electronics. So you're, you're, that's what you're expecting as an audience. Mm. But for this movie, like Chris really wanted to push the boundaries in the audio and visual. So um, what I did was I, I just, I had to manipulate every sound and, and I, and manipulated the the organic sounds with the electronic sounds. So, a lot of points in the movie or in the sound, you can't really tell what is what. And I think as an audience, that's a very jarring experience. It 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 really like the sound of the film really throws you at moments when you're trying to process something that you we're not visually used to seeing and obviously yeah. we're not used to hearing sounds like this as well. So I think it really does help to make you feel. I'm not uncomfortable, but it makes you feel like, you know, you have to really pay attention. And, you know, if you haven't seen Tenet and whether, or whether you have or you haven't, you know that it's a complex film with complex issues going through it. So to feel uncomfortable kind of keeps you on your toes and keeps you edgy. So thanks for that, Ludwig. I really appreciate that. <laughs> how, how do you think, though, after making something like that, how is this going to change your music production moving forward? Because you create music for albums, conventional listening and television and obviously, you know, stream TV as well. So after creating something like Tenet, that must put your mind in a different place. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I need some. I feel like I need some time to really. It's interesting. It's 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 interesting. It's so interesting to talk to the to, about this with you because when I'm doing it and when I'm in the process, you know, my 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 mind is so wrapped up inside of that world. So I feel like I'm living and breathing that world. And it's yeah. not until now afterwards that I'm able to talk about it and realize what we did and how <laughs> how complicated it might sound but but also just analyzing what we did and and it's i'm learning as we speak right now about mm. what really happened and I'm, I'm i feel like i'm so fortunate to be able to work with 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 chris and and directors that that really want to push the boundaries with 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 music and sound like this because i'm learning so much about it every experience i i can add on to my education and and you know I'm sure I'll use it in in moving forward. So you think we might be hearing a little bit of uh, inverted music in a Childish Gambino album in the future? Then, yeah? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of, of the productions that you've made recently, I mean, you've created some enormous brand new IP and you've also been working personally in your career as well along, along The Mandalorian 2 as well, which is another project which is... If I'm honest with you, I, I feel like you would have felt big pressure because this is, you know, the same way with with Chris, you Christopher Nolan, you know, you're working on uh, with a director who's had years of work and creates this brand new IP and, and loads of storylines. But then to flip it, you're then working with something that's been around for decades and there's audiences mm -hmm. that you kind of have of loads of different ages. You have young Star Wars fans that are just listening to the franchise or you have people that have watched the first film in the cinema. So when you're making uh, productions like that, I mean, how does that feel as well when you're trying to create something to impress not just new entrants, but people who have been a fan for years? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy amount of pressure, especially <laughs> since it's Star Wars. It's like yeah, the man. music that everyone knows. It's yep. probably the best music ever created for film. And... I was, you know, I was, it's a dream to work in that universe. And also, but I was also so extremely fortunate to work with, with the director, with, with, or um, with John Favreau, the creator of the show, um, and Dave Filoni uh, and have their support in trying to create something new. And, and we, for, it, for that project as well, I was, I got, I got started just from reading the scripts before they started shooting the movie. Okay. And we had multiple conversations about what the music means. Like, what does Star Wars mean to you? Was the feeling you had when you heard it for the first time? And, and I remember hearing Star Wars for the first time. I actually heard the music before I saw the movie. Um, I was, I don't know, I was about eight, nine or 10. And I heard Star Wars music for the first time. And I just remember the feeling that it took me to different universes. It took me to a different planet. I felt like I was in space when I heard this music and I wanted to recreate that feeling um, I had as a child. And for me, the only way to do that was to take a step away from the computer and kind of immerse myself in a way, um, in the way I used to write music as a, as a, as a, as a, as a child. And <clears throat> so I, I locked myself into the studio for, for about a month just in a room, filled it with instruments. I bought a set of recorders because recorders was one of the first instruments I ever played. Mm. Um, and I, I had gu guitar, drums, recorders, piano, like different 70s synthesizers. And I just started recording myself. And one. And what, what was so great about that experience is that 
when you sit and write music on a computer, it doesn't speak to you. You don't get anything back. <laughs> but when you sit and write and play an instrument, the instrument talks to you. It 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 breathes. It's a, it's a it's a voice, and it it leads you to different ideas. And it it's it's playing an instrument gives you something back. And uh, what was so inspiring about that is that like I was playing. I started with the with the recorders and playing a melody on that recorder made me jump over to the drums and the drum and then that playing a rhythm on the drums made me jump over to the piano and it was kind of like creating a song and like creating a puzzle and solving a puzzle in in such a in such a joyful organic way that just reminded me um about the feeling of being a kid again that's really cool man and i think like it was it it came across man you can really hear it in in the drums and the was it was the specific instrument you ended up using was it just a type of recorder then because it does sound very recorder like yeah, it's a, it's a bass recorder. A bass I bought recorder, a set okay. of four different. I bought a set of four different recorders, okay. and I never seen a bass recorder before. So I, I that was the one I was gravitating to, and okay. and you know what's so what the music really had to do was, um, you know, you're following this lone wolf, you're following the Mandalorian and on his journey, yeah. and he has a he has a helmet on the whole time, so you never see his face, you don't see his eyes, you don't see his mouth you don't see his facial expressions and that's what the music needs to entail the music needs to tell his emotion what he's feeling and so i knew that we wanted to have this really intimate i wanted to create this really intimate sound for him that you can just from hearing two notes you immediately makes you feel something 100 percent. you you hit the nail on the head you can and as soon as you hear the first notes of, of that track you know yeah. it. and then when the drums kick in oh it's a heartwarming affair. I'm ready for season two, man. I'm very ready for season two. <laughs> now, you know what? I'm going to be really sensible now. We we literally have a minute before I have to let you go. But I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Before I let you go, though, what I know you're about to spend some family time, which is super important. But what else have we got coming up from you that you can tell us about? Um, Well, we have season two. I just <laughs> which I just yeah. finished uh, yeah. the last recording of awesome. last weekend, um, which was great. And... Uh, and then I'm 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 gonna I'm literally gonna take a little time off not writing uh, a note because I've I actually never done that in my life so so I'm <laughs> wow so I'm excited about just stepping away from 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 the pen and the pencil uh, and just not write music for a little bit. Um, so totally we'll understand that, that. Totally understand that, man. You've done enough for us. I appreciate it, man. Look forward to that <laughs> second season. And, and yeah, man. And, you know, um, taking a controlled sabbatical is not a bad thing at all. Spend some time with the family, with the little one. And yeah, I look forward to speaking to you about your future product projects as well. And thank you very much for the sound intent. Thank you very much for the music you produced. And yeah, I look forward to catching up with you about and hearing about your new projects in the future as well. Ludwig, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah. Thanks, Marcus. It was so nice to talk to you. I really enjoyed it. So there you go, man. A bit of finite time with one of the guys that is creating some of the most emotive audio out there on film, TV, and also in some of your favorite artist albums as well. That was Ludwig Goransson here on How to Kill an Hour. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for starters. Thank you very much. Give us a review on iTunes. We've not asked you to do that for a while. And I'll tell you what, do us a favor. If you like this episode... Why don't you give one of your friends a shout on the WhatsApp or something, forward them it, tell them to have a listen, and then, hey, you might get them as a subscriber as well. You guys can talk about how to kill an hour in your own time. I've been Marcus Bronzy. Catch me on Twitter at M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y. 
And also, this has been How to Kill an Hour. We're on all social medias at How to Kill an Hour. Plenty of time to kill some time out there. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there, even. Thank you for killing some time with us. Bless. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.